<laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine, really. Oh, <laughs> everybody welcome back to two nerds one quest i'm your host and dm jc dipner here with these three nerds because math is hard that man grinning because wow our timing was impeccable today is one tom m norman playing doug this morning how are you buddy ah i am fantastic and of course that was 100 percent purely by accident that that's <laughs> amazing like we're, we're in sync now like we've done this enough that yeah, no. <laughs> I, no, I was I was hoping to catch you. I'm gonna be honest. I was hoping to get you. Cycles are lined up, right? Oh yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that man right there taking a sip from his tasty beverage this morning is one Ryan Grixis Kuta. Hey, we were born. Me and Tom were born in the same month, so I mean, like, our cycles right have been lined up for a while. <laughs> right on time. I get it. So wow, much so that same, same month, different year. Yeah, you look at her uh, emojis that you can do. Um, there's one of them that it's just me and Tom being 12-year-old girls. Yep. <laughs> that was literally the conversation before the picture was taken. That last voice you heard is one <laughs> Jeff Jacob Williams. How are you doing this morning, bud? Good. Got a little sore from uh, setting up the pool. Too much uh, squatting and crawling around outside, getting that thing going. Uh, I've been there. Uh, we set up a permanent pool, though. That was last year, but I was sore for the entire week after we got it up. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so good day for mowing the lawn though so that'll hopefully stretch those muscles oh yeah absolutely but before you can mow the lawn we got some D&D &D to play here buddy you got a recap from last week yeah let's let's mow down some uh, some baddies I guess uh, so um, last week started out with a very uh, amazing belts pre-show from JC uh, <laughs> that I just missed so I got to see it on the recap and went how did I miss that by two seconds um so anyway, in, in campaign, uh, Doug flew over to the easternmost tower um, and found uh, in the upper window an iced woman on a throne with a tentacle crown, sent a message uh, using his pair ability to, um, to Crixus to come on over. Uh, we, uh, Jacob summoned eight axe beaks, so we had something to ride, came on over. Found uh, buckets and mops full of pitch in the first layer, wine bottles in the second layer. Each layer had messages um, that seemed to get creepier and creepier the higher we went. Uh, the woman in the throne seemed to still be alive, but we d decided not to mess with her. But we got our, uh, our next message that said, Fourth, coax a secret from another. So we left her alone, headed northwest, found a... On the way, there was a big purple hand that we avoided. Um, at the uh, next tower, the walls were burned and had acid marks. Um, there was, the whole place was frozen, lots of icicles. So we decided to light a brazier, and after 10 minutes, we could read the message that was hidden under the ice. It said, uh, fifth, quench the flame in thy palm with ice. Um, the uh, Unfortunately, the melting ice also revealed eight gelatinous cubes hiding in alcoves so we decided to get out of there 
uh, headed towards an obelisk that had runes with the schools of magic on them. Uh, it was cracked, and uh, none of us really had a, an idea what to do with it. So um, we headed on towards the west, uh, avoiding roaming Nothics, uh, crazy wizard monsters. Um, found a theater where we took some masks and a script and headed to a menagerie where there was a strange mechanical wheel that we didn't quite figure out what was going on with it. And that's where we ended last show. So for your enjoyment in the tower that had the red glow, a brazier revealed what we needed to know, but eight cubes gelatinous made our decision unanimous. Thankfully they are really slow. You rhyme gelatinous with unanimous. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> that is. It's like I, the nasty nods of Dungeons and Dragons. When yeah, you I mean, gelatinous. I'm like, where the hell is he gonna go? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I figured gelatinous was safer to rhyme with than cubes. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> the cubes might have been more fun to rhyme with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can think of several. <laughs> <laughs> Revealing the cubes. This. <laughs> quartet of boobs <laughs> ran from <laughs> anyway a menagerie an immense dome that you have walked into with a crystal roof that is marred by a web of cracks and um, you, know, you can see out it into the outside uh, before you is this it's a 10 foot diameter iron wheel and it's up on its or actually, it's laying on its side, down on the ground, sorry. Um, it's held above a metal brace. Uh, there are like these eight huge barrel-sized egg-shaped containers at the end of its spokes. There's a bronze control panel and a lever next to it. You guys investigated this, right? You were spending some time looking at it. And our rolls went very poorly, didn't they? Or did we make rolls? Yeah, I think Valine rolled poor a one and a two. A one and a two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so she has no idea what it is. Um, if any of you would like to make an Arcana check. Uh, I've got a Just plus keep... three in Arcana. Not great. I mean, it's unlikely I'll know it, so I'll try to give you advantage by helping you remember what this might be. Sure. Alright, you said Arcana? Sorry, I was checking yeah. the audio. Okay. It is Arcana. Oh, advantage got me 15. 15? That was just enough. 18. Um, you're not sure, either one of you, um, what it does, specifically. You know how it operates. You understand that the receptacles are for blood. And then, um, and there's, there's, like, lines that, uh, you can see that, like, fill lines for each of the receptacles. And... Translating this to game mechanics, um, you understand that you need about 80 hit points worth of blood 
divided amongst the eight containers, ten hit points of blood in each container. And then you pull the lever and it does something. But you don't know what it does exactly. I don't think I'm willing to give up 80 hit points of blood to experiment. <clears throat> yeah. I do not have 80 hit points of yeah. blood. That's the other thing is you would have to literally drain me and then squeeze me like a wet rig. I don't think it needs to be all from one being, Valine <laughs> says. Mm. I'm not willing right. to try it, though. <laughs> she says, and follows it up right away. <laughs> I'm not willing to part with any yeah. of my blood for this. That seems like a dangerous game to play. Yeah, that's... Especially I'll since do we it. don't know what any of this is for. <laughs> you want to find out what's in there? Do you have enough sustenance to activate this? <laughs> I mean, I can heal you halfway through. I will play the part, however. That's probably the best way to go about it. Does how many times can you summon Tika? I'm not. Does Tika bleed? Technically, I I mean I think so, but once she dies, she disappears. I would assume all of the evidence of her disappears too. I would allow you to bleed her within one point. Or, and that makes sense to me that if she actually died, it would all go away. So she'd need at least one hit point left. Okay, she's got fifty, so forty nine. So forty nine. So you guys need to come up with 31 more. I'll do the 31. Can you do 31, Crixus? <laughs> yep. Okay. Say, right. well, whatever it takes to get this contraption moving. Doug, uh, so I, I can't let you do that, Crixus. I will help you and take half. Okay, so Crixus is going to take 16 and Doug All right. this, this time I'll summon, um, I'll summon Tika as a Poison. Okay. Well, no, that doesn't make a whole well. Yeah, I'll summon her as a po with a poison essence. All right. So you summon Tika. Uh, I'll explain to her what's going on, and <laughs> this is gonna hurt you more than it's gonna hurt me. Make an animal handling check. You're trying to convince a creature to bleed out its essence. <laughs> it's gonna be where. Okay, could have been worse. It worked out. 17. 17, okay. That is, yes. It's is good enough. You're bond with Tika and Tika, her trust in you. We've been pals for a while. Yep. And she kind of has an understanding that she will come back even if she dies. She's been through that again. She goes to her other place and then comes back. Mm -hmm. So you take the time to bleed Tika into each of these and 16 points of damage to Crixus and 15 points of damage to Doug. You have all eight of these um, cylinders or egg-shaped containers to the fill line with blood. After we Who wants bleed... to pull the lever? <laughs> oh, hold on. After, after okay. we bleed, um, I'm yep. going to heal both Crixus and I back up. So Crixus take 15 back. I'm I'm using my uh, my uh, points. What are they called? Lay on hands. Yeah, whatever that is. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, my lay on hands. Perfect. So who is pulling the lever? Is the question. 
Well, I say we let Crixus do it. He's the one that bled the most. Well, I mean, I guess Tika technically bled the most, but... Go ahead, Crixus. Crixus is going to take a moment to compose himself. He's not going to pull the lever. Oh. Jacob? I mean, we did this for a reason. If no one else is going to pull the lever, I'll pull the lever. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have an okay. issue pulling it either. Let's do it together. Oh. Hand on hand. All right, you first. Are you pulling it together. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna Dutch rudder the lever. <sighs> I'll let Doug do it. Unless he needs, unless he's not strong enough. <laughs> Did I get you, John? Did I get you, John? A little bit, yeah. Okay, Doug, you're pulling your lever. I, uh, I, do I feel like myself. Doug's lever's not not big enough for two hands. <laughs> we are an adult show, folks. No, we're not. Are we, though? <laughs> are we though? Yeah, well, it feels like we're 15, yeah. Bunch of teenage boys. Yep, exactly. Oh, my God. All right. Doug, you pull the lever. A couple of things happen when you pull the lever. You pull the lever, the timer gauge sets. It goes from being at zero, it winds all the way up to eight. At the same time, the wheel starts spinning. It keeps spinning. And you sit there kind of waiting for something to happen, and it spins for about a minute. And then comes to a stop. When it comes to a stop, you hear a ticking as if that timer gauge is counting down. It's not moving very fast, though. Uh, quick look at it, quick estimate. You think it's going to be eight hours before that time it resets. Uh. About the time you recognize this, the hatch on the egg closest to Doug pops open. Doug, I need you to roll a d6 for me. With advantage? <laughs> No, just roll a d6. <laughs> a five. Five? This little rat head peers out from the thing and climbs out and comes walking over to you. It's a rat, but it doesn't have fur on its body. Where there would be fur, there are scales like a fish. Iridescent scales, kind of shiny. And as he gets closer to you, you realize he actually has gills as well. But he seems to be doing fine breathing air. And he comes walking over and he just kind of right up to your boot and kind of stops and sniffs you a little bit and then looks up at you. Rats. Ah. Rats. Um. I'm just going to kind of I don't know. Look down and nudge it a little bit with my boot, and <clears throat> it hops up under your boot. Does it seem hostile? No, not at all. It squeaks a little bit. I, I'm at a loss, Crixus. I, what did we do? Attempt to commune with it. I'm I going think you to. You have a friend. I'm gonna. Says kind of kneel down on. Uh, which boot is he on, right or left? Whatever. 
Okay, You're so right. I'm going to kneel down on my left knee, and you know, so my the boot that he's on is kind of mm-hmm. in front of me. I'm going to kind of look down and go, Hey, buddy. <laughs> what you, kinda, you doing? <laughs> dips his head to the side. <laughs> I'm going to stick my hand out to him like you would with a dog. <laughs> he jumps up onto your hand. Well, I mean, he seems friendly. What armor are you wearing right now? Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the a cheaper question. one. I love this question because it's not why you guys think it is, but uh, it's great. I'm wearing my uh, light armor. Light armor? Okay. So the, it's yeah. not metal or anything. It is. Hold on. It's probably metal still. Light armor? Studded leather. Studded leather. Okay, perfect, yeah. He climbs up onto your glove, and then he kind of climbs up your forearm and up your the studs of your arm and sits on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Looks like you got a new friend. Well, apparently I, I just adopted a baby ratfish. Ratfish. <laughs> All right. It's a catfish, but it's a rat. Yeah. We'll call you. Or, we'll call you Gil. Gil. <laughs> there we go. Good one. Perfect. Good. I I don't know, but uh, I don't know. All right, whatever, Gil. Cool. Well, let's find a way to use them. All right. Anything else in this place, or is just uh? Not really. We got a cages, empty cages. I'm back eight hours from now and figure it out. So, uh, speaking of eight hours, I think I was kind of trying to do the math on how much time we might have been here, and I figured it's somewhere eight hours plus or minus. Mm-hmm. Probably more plus is about where we've, how long we've been in here. Probably about ten hours at this point. So. Cool. At some point, right. I'm assuming we'll probably need to do a long rest anyways, so... I mean, if we wanted to do a long rest and wait for this thing to pop, that would this would be the time. In the middle of the area? Well, I mean, we can go back to the theater. We can go find a corner to sit in or something. Doesn't, we are in a building. Doesn't Feline have the tent to protect yeah. us? Feline says, yeah. I can do my hut. We are inside a building already. We'll be out of sight. I mean, do I say why why leave and come back? We might not make it back. You know, we might. You know, do we not, not need... that we would die, but we might end up either. Um, I mean, Doug, this is very uncharacteristic. Do we really need more um, friends with us? Like, do we need to wait eight hours and do it again? I mean. Do we want to spend do we know what happens another 80 after, hit points? Do we know what happens after 8 hours? Is I mean, is that what happens? It just resets and... It's a fair assumption. I don't know. It looks it, it looks the same as it did before now, except for that timer, or did, did anything yeah. else change? Yeah, the timer. The containers are empty of the blood, and the timer's running down, and everything looks the same as it did when you entered in, except the timer's running now. Well, does... it, there's a few places right outside we probably could uh, spend some time on. 
Yeah, that's fine. I was just throwing it out there. Alright. So where would you like to go? So, looking around inside, is there any other place that we can actually investigate? Are there any other rooms or anything? Inside here? No. Yeah. No, this is like a large... Just a large room. room with this contraption okay. in it. Along, lined along the walls are cages. All right, we'll come back for holding creations. You don't know. There's a looks like there's a little tower off to the west. Is Why that 15? 15? Yeah. Right, let's check out 15. All right, you all going together, or are you doing your typical Doug fly? Yeah, routine? I'm gonna. I'm going to take flight, not even thinking about my friend. So I don't know if he <laughs> likes to fly or not, but he's going along for the ride. He is going to... <laughs> hang on a minute. He's going to make a deck save Dig in. to try and hang on. <laughs> Dig in those claws. Yeah, you get about 10 feet in the air, and he falls off your shoulder, scrabbling <laughs> to try right. and... Do you want to try and catch him? <laughs> yeah, I would... I mean, I would assume I would feel him starting to fall, so I would... Kind of. Okay, make a deck saving throw to try and catch him. 21. 21, yes. You absolutely catch him. It's a good thing, too, because he doesn't have a lot of hit points. I, w I would assume not. <laughs> I would uh, assume accidentally yeah. stepping on him would probably kill him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you do catch him in your arm. Um... And, oh, I have a question about um, Aarakocra. Do they, are their arms their wings? Or are, do they have wings on their back and they have a separate set of arms? <laughs> I guess I assumed that. I mean, either way, it's whether you catch them with your hand or whether you catch them with your beak. One way or another, you're going to catch them. I, I mean, I guess I assume that my arms were my wings. I assume that too, but then I, I would have you caught him. I would have went the other way. Oh. I'm, I'll try to bring up a character. Yeah, uh, just bring up a picture of one. You'll be able to figure it out relatively quickly. Oh, hey, re way me. to remember that mute button. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I got to it. All right, so you guys head to Y15. I mean, we'll have a determination on how you caught your friend in a minute. Uh, flying up, this is a um, conical tower. Uh, it's held relatively upright by arched buttresses. Um, there are some expressionless humanoid figures standing around the base of it in silence there's a large ragged hole in the ceiling where something is smashed through it you look in the hole oh i always look in the hole yeah looking inside the hole there's a there's a massive telescope that dominates this chamber up top and there is a hulking frog-like biped in wizard's robe that is mumbling it to itself and uh, kind of running around and looks at the telescope and kind of looks back and seems to be in its own business um, studying or observing or 
testing something. Um, and there's a large chunk of stone that looks like it came from another building that has crashed through the roof itself and embedded itself in the floor. Um, sticking out kind of like a large jagged knife or something. Um, some strange writing on it. Similar script, draconic at this point that you recognize, having seen it before. All right, uh, I'm gonna, f I'm gonna go back you to hear, the group. Oh, go ahead. You hear from below those of you kind of approaching on the street um, as Doug comes sailing back down to you. You hear from below. There's, like, you see the people, the like expressionless humanoids standing around like some sort of guard. There's banging on the doors below and on the walls like something inside is trying to get out. Do the figures look alive? Not statues? Correct. They look very alive. Do they look really? like they're def defending or protecting something or just yep. milling about? Yeah, they look like they're defending the tower. Um, mm. As you approach telepathically um you are told to leave the area. And you can you can see one of them very specifically. It looks like he is the one communicating with you. It is not safe. Leave the area. Would I have heard that before rejoining the group? No. Okay. They didn't notice you overhead. They don't expect flying stuff to be entering and then guarding the ground level basically alright when I okay so I'm going to land next to Crixus in the group and say there's like a frog wizard in the tower looks very preoccupied he doesn't he didn't notice me but he seems very hurried very chaotic uh what hmm this is the most activity we've seen in this city. This I is mean, very Crixus will, Crixus will say the, the, the cultists seem, uh, seem to be warning us not to go near the tower. That would tell me there's something worth our interest here. Uh, I'm gonna reach into my pack and eat my last pear. All right, huh? All right, let me. <laughs> you got that. Um, open a new window here. Yeah. <laughs> what the one freaking chart I didn't bring up was the pear chart. I got the. Crixus, oh, make sure you save. Uh, make sure you save it. yours for next week so that he has to look it up again one more time. Yeah. Uh -huh. I got mine too, so I'm gonna hold on to that Adventures, one. Adventures, Hunger. Um, where was that? That was that was the map. Thirty pointed by that H thirty six. So I need you to roll a. Hey, look at that! A big purple pair. Need you to roll a d twenty. Doug, as you, I assume you're not approaching any closer. You've stopped. Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever the. Okay. Whatever the group is doing, I'm doing, so okay. I got five. So you've kind of stopped and are observing the situation and not 
Not approaching, but not turning away either. Correct. As you eat a pear. I got a five. A five. Um. You fun. You suddenly. You suddenly. You suddenly feel very witty. So witty, in fact, that you think you might be able to cause damage with your words. You got the charm of vicious mockery. Ooh. The fifth level version. DC 15 save. You can use it three times. And then this charm will vanish from you. Oh, three, three uses. <laughs> nice. Three uses of vicious mockery at level five. That seems good. Seems very good. I like Vicious Mockery. It seems more like something Aranon would have been good at. Though. Oh my god, Aranon would have been <laughs> Doug, Doug's kind of straightforward. <laughs> Doug's insults are going to be very blunt, like a, like a hammer. Mm -hmm. Very vicious. Club. Maybe Doug's, Doug's here in, in his dreams, a little bit of the Aranon shield talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what would you like to do? There are a total of seven of these guards. Did you say DC um, 15? What was it? Uh, wisdom says. All right. Well, I mean, the reason to protect something is, is one of two things. Either there's something so valuable they don't want us to have it, or there's something so dangerous they don't want anyone near it. Uh. Mr. DM, was the window, yeah. when I looked through it, was it open? Was it like an actual window window? Was it broken? It is a hole in the ceiling. Oh, it was a hole in the where ceiling. Where the rock went through. Okay, I gotcha. From somewhere else. I'm Okay, so I can, well, I mean, we can just bypass all this and I can fly up and I can just fly into the ceiling and talk to him. If you don't want to risk. Can you, do you think he speaks your language? Kermit the do you Frog speak does. Draconic? Because he was writing in Draconic, right? Or he had uh, a. There was writing on the stone, I think he said. Uh, you can't fly me up there, can you? What? I'd probably be too heavy. What is the weight that I could carry? carry someone mm -hmm. oh man interesting questions today it might be under your um features mm. i'm assuming if you well no that would be armor related capacity. carry one flag by the way the uh the very first picture on the aracocra does have Arms and wings separately. Okay. So you caught it with your hand. You caught your buddy with your hand. Um, oh. How much... It, what is your strength, Doug? Uh, 14 plus 2. 14? Um, yeah. You would be able to... Uh, let's see. Uh, you can carry 15 pounds per strength. So... 10 would be 150, and another 60, 210 pounds you can carry while flying. Well, I mean, if Jacob leaves his stuff how much, on the how ground. How much do you weigh, Jacob? <laughs> I'm looking for that. Uh, 180 pounds 
without any gear. With your armor, you're wearing leather armor. Which is I am five. wearing. Uh, I have a breastplate. It's twenty pounds. Oh, twenty pounds. So you're at two hundred. Yep. And huh. there's also the gear that you're wearing, like your armor and. Uh, I'm not going to be overly concerned with that. Just whatever his target is. So if you leave your weapons and your bag behind and you go with just you and your armor, I'll let him take you up there. What say you, Jacob? Feel like how, flying? How how tall is the tower? <laughs> Scared of heights. No, I have uh, Misty Step. Hmm. 40 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, so close. <laughs> um, let's see if that oh, plus we we can't we can't get close enough to the base of the tower. They're not gonna let us get within yeah. thirty feet anyway. So uh, we can make them. Um, sure. Let's let's try it. All right. Can't hurt, right? Uh, so can we cut? We want to fly from somewhere they can't see us, though. So not the, broad daylight here. So let's walk the, away like we're like, ah, oh, that's too bad. They stopped us from going where we wanted to. We're so sad. And uh, hide around the corner and. Mm -hmm. So where do you go hide? Uh, somewhere amongst the buildings to the southeast or southwest. I mean. Yeah. Because I mean, we can't go into the dome. Otherwise, we have to fly out through the doorway, and they'd see that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So you go hide somewhere between Y13 and Y14. Uh, go ahead and make a stealth check, Doug, as you go flying up through, trying not to be seen. How does a 7 tickle you? Uh, you think you're sneaking pretty damn well. I am the sneakiest. Alright, I'm trying uh, not to wiggle. About halfway to um, the the tower, uh, I will need you guys to roll initiative. <laughs> well, this will be fun. As the voice rings in your head again, we told you not to approach. <laughs> oh yeah, they they're like telepathic or whatever. Mm. A seven is not nope. going to get. I got the, a fourteen. Uh, Stealthily past these guys, even in the air. Niner. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Valine had a one. Caught <laughs> um, us off guard. Five. Let's roll that. You've got all the gear, Crixus. Perfect. And we start. And they go first. Um... The one mage is going to um, I need a dexterity saving throw from you. Um, uh, Doug. Doug, thank you. <laughs> I, I kept going Jacob, Jacob. It's not Jacob. Jacob's being carried. Um, as a lightning bolt arcs out of this guy. 14. You just managed to dodge to the side as this 
static discharge launches from the one mage and you smell the burnt ozone <laughs> that burnt smell of electricity as it sears past you uh, I'm going to uh, yell out hold on Jacob we're playing <laughs> Top Gun life D&D style stay on target okay, so that doesn't... don't leave me goose Fucking make this down. Okay. Um, you want to play volleyball after this? Mm -mm. Um, I need another um, um, dexterity saving throw. You. As a second one comes flying up at you. 14. <laughs> and you dodge back the other way. Hmm. One more time. Because <laughs> there's a third one of these. Oh, perfect. Oh, not so hot. Seven. All right. mm. You dodge the first two, and you smell this uh, coming around you. The third one actually hits you square. You take 28 points of damage. You can have that between the two of you because you're carrying someone. Oh, so you I each take just... 14 points of lightning damage. Sure. As a lightning bolt. Did I just turn into a lightning rod? <laughs> That's funny, because I had a 50-50 shot, and I chose poison over lightning between the two that I was going to bring TK and as. Mm. Oops. Jacob, have you ever smelled burnt feathers before? Kind of smells like roasted chicken. <laughs> um, then... Mm, chicken. Does... Like Hanson's. That's a five. That does not hit you. Um, these other ones start shooting light crossbows at you. Seventeen hit you? Yeah. Yeah. My armor class is seventeen. So yeah. My also. my question is, um, Doug, is do you try and take the hit? You see it coming. Do you try and take the hit, or do you put Jacob in front of you? That's here. So I'm. So the way I picture it, I'm flying, but I'm holding him like in a bear mm -hmm. hug, with yeah. my arms and legs wrapped around him. So I'm kind of holding him like one of those bombers, and like you see, and then I would just let him go, and he would drop. But uh... <laughs> do you roll around so the arrow hits you, or do you let it hit him? That's my question. Yeah, you have I, a choice of where yeah. this damage goes. I I would <laughs> I would roll. You would roll and take the damage. All right. I would. Aranon would so not, nice. I would. So nice. So you take seven points of piercing damage as the second arrow released hits you. Third arrow coming. Good lord, how many people are There are seven of these guys. Seven. This oh, is two. number six. 22 to hit. <clears throat> yeah. And that is... Um... 10 points of piercing damage. That was a ghetto crit. Now it's your turn, Doug. Uh, if I turn the third around... one rolled in between you guys somewhere. If, if I turn around, do they get an AoE? If you turn around? No, you're, you're, right, you're in the air. right now. You're in the air. <laughs> you can turn around and go back. How, how close did I end up getting to the tower? You're about halfway there. And so I would not have... I mean, you could double move into the tower and be out of firing range. 
Okay, that was my question, is how much movement... Because yeah. my flying speed is the same as my walking speed, right? Yep. Uh, no, your fly speed is your fly speed, but I don't know what that is. I'd have to look at your character. It should be right next to your walking speed. If you click on walking speed, it says flying 50, so... There you go. That's yeah. way good. Cool. You could easily get in. If you double move, I'm going to need a dexterity saving throw to hit the hole without dropping or <laughs> hurting yourself. Um, so it's more than 50 feet away? Yeah. All right. I am going to double. I will double dash. Double dash. Dexterity saving throw to hit the hole. That's what she said. Almost there. Oh, not good, six. Uh, Jacob, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. I was going to say, can I uh, <laughs> leap for it? We're coming Think in hot. Thin. Think thin. Pull coming thin. in hot. Toss me. Why, why do they put the big numbers next to the small numbers? It makes it so dramatic. Uh, 24. <laughs> it landed you... well. You suddenly maneuver yourself in a way that um, you see you're you're about to collide with something, and uh, you you tuck yourself in and pull yourself kind of the side. Doug, you wonder what the fuck is going on. He's trying to move suddenly, and you're just worried about getting in this hole. You totally make it in. You make it in. You kind of crash land on the ground. Uh, Jacob, you roll up to your feet, and Doug, you're kind of a pile of feathers and wings. And <laughs> I'm wings down, and I'm hurt. <laughs> the, the, the green slot in the lizard robe turns and looks at you guys for a second, then just goes back to what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Uh, you are like the buzzing of flies to you. If we're uh, still in initiative, then I think it's my go. He's Vigo. And we're out of initiative. They can't see you. Okay. Wait, wait, wait one second. Let me verify that they cannot fly. I don't think they can. Oh, that would be uncool. No, they can't fly. So you guys are out of visual range for them. And yeah, they don't seem to... Crixus, you peek around the corner and look. and You, you saw the lightning go off in the sky and went, what the fuck? And you peek around the corner and look at them and you and Valine kind of look at each other and well, they got in the tower. <laughs> yeah, and as you're observing these guys, they kind of go back. They kind of look at each other and all confer and shrug and then go back to standing guard. Mm. Oh, worst Below guards ever. You. We, we, don't, we don't see that, but that, that's, yeah. a, that's an important clue on what they're doing here. Jacob, um, Jacob and Doug, several floors below you, you hear banging and screaming like a rampaging animal. Is running around wild downstairs. What would you like to do? We're out of initiative. All right. Uh, I, I, knowing that the, the goal here was uh, find that draconic grip, so I'll first thing I'll do, I'll try to find that in case we need to make a beat a hasty retreat. I'm just gonna lay on the ground for two seconds and kind of collect myself and put out any burning feathers. <laughs> Okay, Crixus, did you want to do anything? Uh, Crixus was waiting for an opportunity to, to cast a spell, but seeing his friends, like, get through the window, 
and watching some of the guards' movements look do they look like they're still interested in the window or did they kind of turn back to the outside world to see what's going on? Make an insight check. Twenty. You get the feeling that their purpose is to prevent anybody from going inside. Like this ground level. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is they didn't open up the door and storm inside in order to extract no. whoever got inside. Okay. No. In fact, you see one of them go to the door and kind of inspect the seams of the door. Make sure it's still... Make sure it's still sealed, and then they go back to guarding. Okay. So Crixus is is going to stay hidden then and just say, uh, The boys got in. Damn lucky. Very. There's a lot of lightning. It says. All right. So you gather yourself, Doug. Kind of brush your couple of stray feathers off that were sticking off. Weird. Uh, Jacob, you're looking. You understand what you wanted to do. You're going and looking at this slab of stuff sitting out of the floor. Mm -hmm. um, the inscription on it reads um, da, 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 da. third a burnt palm loosens the tongue shed a secret about yourself for all to hear one more time third a burnt palm loosens the tongue shed a secret about yourself for all to hear okay mm. the green slot's going about her business she's fiddling with the telescope and she runs over to a table and she's writing numbers down on the table diagrams and she goes back all right. and she goes with the telescope some more and is looking up it alright without uh, without walking around can I just make an uh, observational investigation of the room besides telescope writing table and the scientist there's not a lot in here this telescope is massive it's like an observatory telescope it's the thing of our observatories there isn't much in there. There's a set of stairs leading up to the base that the telescope's sitting on. It's pointing out the roof. There's a large mm. desk on the one wall. And I mean, staircase headed down. I have a decent intelligence, and I'm thinking, like, what would what good would a telescope be underneath a sheet of ice I'm in this cavern? Check. Hey yo. Natural 20 for 23. Uh, you believe that um, somehow there is some form of teleportation magic linked to this telescope. Mm. That seems like the only logical conclusion I would come to is that there's got to be some... I mean, we're in a city of magic. There's a Make telescope that she check. seems actively well. using. Yeah. Make an insight check as well. You can have it at advantage. Because of 
your nature. Alright, the first one was a 15. Let's see if I can do better than that. Nope, 15. 15. Um, you you think with the, the knowing that there's teleportation magic linked to this, you think that this creature may be trying to get somewhere else. Maybe trying mm. to get home. Maybe might not be here of its own accord. Jacob. Find out yeah. what he's doing. I'm assuming you can talk to him, right? I mean, I maybe can... I can talk to him. I don't know. Maybe they speak. I can certainly try. Um, I think the closest thing we had to speaking with them is either going to be Draconic or Elvish. I'll start with Elvish and just say, Hello, friend. What you working on? As you approach her, she bears her fangs at you. Hisses. Mm. And growls. Being Say very something standoffish, tempting you to, or trying to intimidate you. Okay. Do uh, being from where I'm from and the time I've spent here, do I understand what kind of creature this is? Mm, no. I don't even okay. think they exist in Eberron. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. To go with. Uh, I don't do think somewhere, but no, they're not as prevalent as they are in the sort. I place. don't. I don't think she wants us here, Doug. And I don't have any weapons. Did we <laughs> get what we came for? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell him what the message. So the third, a burnt palm loosens the tongue. Shed a secret for all the about yourself for all to hear. And oh. uh, so, so I mean. The telescope seems weird. It's got some kind of magic around it. Seems like teleportation. Maybe that would be helpful for me at some point, but I'm not sure it gets us where we're going right now. Well, I mean, if you want it, take it now, because I don't think we're going to make it back to this unless we go through what we went through to get in here the first time. I can't guarantee we're going to be this lucky. <laughs> I mean, I can I can resummon Tika as a distraction if we wanted to try. What are you gonna try and do? Um. <laughs> so does it seem like she's guarding the uh, telescope? No, it seems like she's trying to use it to her advantage to maybe move herself elsewhere. Okay, so if I move towards the telescope, does she get more aggressive? Yes. Okay. So we would just need to straight up jack her and. <laughs> and, and take it and run. The question is, how heavy is the telescope? No, it's it's not. I don't think it's movable. It's, it's uh, not like, movable. It's massive. It's like planetary. Oh, you're talking like oh, observatory yeah. telescope. Like okay, I was. It yeah. takes up most of the room. It's probably weighs okay. about a thousand to two thousand pounds. I was I was picturing yeah. like those ones that you have in your house that are like like almost Ooh, like a professional no. one that's like really long. No. Okay. Um, the one where you have that. a big dome that opens up and you have a yeah. lens on it that's like 20 feet wide. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and there is there a door? There's a door and stairs. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Leading Hold down. The thought is being held. Crixus, what are you and Valine doing out here? In between. I'm um, getting nervous out? because I don't see my friends coming back out the window. Is there any, uh, nervous enough to do everything yet, or still hanging out? 
Everything's fine. <laughs> we're all we're all fine. Yeah. Um, How are you? <laughs> Let's see. Negative, negative. Large reactor leak. Very dangerous. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. Hi. I guess uh -oh. so. He's, he's... Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Rixus is gonna um, like kind of walk out from around the building and peer up into the window, see if he can see any commotion or anything like that. He needs to get a little closer, though. As you approach, you are told um, uh, telepathically, sir, please, please turn around. Please leave the premises. Your friends may be lost to the monster inside. <laughs> Almost to punctuate that, there's a beating on the door, which now that you look at it um, carefully, you can see it's been welded shut. Well, Chris the inside, we're like, we should try going out the front door. I certainly didn't like to hear that. So, um, I'm going to just try to use thaumaturgy and just uh, speak loudly and say, <laughs> Doug, you good? You hear this ring, ring out from outside, Doug. You hear, Doug, you're good. And it's Crixus's voice, very loud, clear, amplified. All right, so... Uh, oddly I... enough, I have thaumaturgy also. Uh, <laughs> Call back and yell, yeah, we're good. <laughs> I'll cast thaumaturgy and... Uh, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> So you right. hear, you faintly hear Doug yell, "Yeah, we're good." All right, and then Chris just, just puts his hands up like the cultist, like settle down, and then back up a little bit. Okay, okay. Doug, Jacob, what are you doing? All right. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of like gesture for Jacob to come over, and I'm gonna kind of whisper to him, "I can cast hold person if you want to get a closer look." It's good for, for like a minute. And then we can, you know, run if we need to, or I can, you know, cast a command and have them flee or, you know, grovel or whatever. We, there's a couple of things we can do to. I mean, a minute is hopefully all I would need to look at, look through the telescope and see what, what it's all about. I'm not sure it's going to give us anything, but until I look through, I won't know. All right. Well, let's let's start there. Do you want to do you want to spend a spell to do that? I mean, this could be helpful, right? All right. Let's see if you can hold them for a minute. All right, John. Make a wisdom saving throw. Here we go. A wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Bodes well for you. Ooh, a 15. Oh, just failed. Needed to hit a 16. Ooh. Rolled a 16, has a minus one wisdom. Nice. Nice for the person. win. 
All right, so for those Assume. listening, uh, choose a humanoid that you can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. At the end of each of its turns, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. On a success, the spell ends on the target. At higher levels, okay. when you cast a spell using a spell, oh, I don't have to install it. All right. Okay. So it's going to struggle. I'm... What would you like to do? You get an action. As soon as I see that she's uh, uh, not moving, I'm going to run to the telescope and try to take a look movement and action to look inside of it uh you look inside and you see a starry sky is it like okay what was that i said is it like this is it like the painting (laughs) starry night Mm -hmm. oh it's a little smudgy um does it (laughs) Anything look familiar, like in, the, in that one uh, six-second shot there, anything look familiar with the stars that it's like, oh, obviously this is like something, no. you know, a constellation or anything familiar? No, nothing about it looks familiar. Okay, anything about it look completely bizarre, like, you know, purple lights or, you know, just looks like stars. Okay. <laughs> All right, I would I say st- the fact that you're stars. looking at stars and we're underground would be kind of weird. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that strikes you as a little bit strange. Mm-hmm. She's struggling against the spell. Yeah. Uh, if she's still not coming at me, I guess I would try to look some more and see if there's anything anything other than stars. I mean, I'm not going to be an expert on stars, but anything that's... Anything I can glean from it? Um, look at looking at it again um no there isn't anything looking up at it you're trying to puzzle it together but what you see doesn't reference any star chart or constellation that you're familiar with on eberron or the sword coast it it, it looks like a completely foreign sky but it doesn't seem to be directed at any one thing either Mm. um all right she makes a vocalization as she's struggling against the spell some more all right. Oh, I'm not going to get any more information out of that. I'll, I'll head back over to Doug. Okay, so you and... head back to Doug with your movement. What okay, you it's we got a we got a door and then we got a hole in the ceiling. What do you think? Actually, does the is the telescope pointed towards the hole in the ceiling or just a random wall? It's it's actually pointed out a hole in the ceiling that was designed oh. for the telescope. That is okay. different than the hole that you guys flew through, which was broken from this large slab of. Okay. Building. What do you think? Door or uh, ceiling? Almost to punctuate that, you hear the monster roar and something crash in the floors below you. I am inclined to go back through the ceiling uh, because if we go through the door, then we have to fight our way out through those seven people that burned me and hit me with lightning. Maybe a pincushion? On the way in, was there a relatively flat area on the roof that would be okay for standing? No. It was a dome. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, maybe you might be able to get out and balance on it. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those, like, would it be worth a uh, misty step to get me out there so you don't have to try to pull me through? Nah. That's, I mean... I mean, you could misty step to a point above ground... 20 feet and fall 20 feet and try to make a deck save to land on your feet if you want to. 
Let's see. Mm-hmm. I've got some things. None of that sounds more. like a good idea. Um, All right. When she struggles this time, Doug, you you feel your spell weakening. All right. Uh, I I can actually I can I think I think I can get myself out of this. Wait, let's see. Misty step is. No, I'm thinking. Oops, I clicked to use it. Oh, and just like that. Uh, oops, oh, I have to. Gone. I have to be able to. <laughs> or suddenly Misty disappears. step. I have to actually be able to see. So, what can I see through the hole in the roof? You can see the ground. It's a little bit further away than your distance that you can Misty step, though. So, like I said, you can end up about twenty feet above ground and drop twenty feet. Make up your mind, Jacob. I can't hold her much longer. Yeah, all right. Get your, get yourself out. You notice she starts moving. Yeah, I'll cast the Misty the, Step. The hole breaks. You cast the Misty Step. I'm going to actually... I'm going to cast it, and I'm going to do as uh, as high as I can see 30 feet away. As high as you can like, see? I want, like, I, I basically want to be f a full 30 feet away from the tower if I can. Okay, you're going to so drop 40 elevation feet. So whatever elevation we're... Yeah, that's drop the plan. 40 feet. Um, um, my, my reaction then is to then cast feather fall. Okay. Um, if that's, I don't know if I can do that on the same Misty turn. step out, Misty step out in reaction to falling. You can cast feather fall. Okay. Um, Doug, what are you doing? Well, as soon as he bamps out, I'm going to, uh, Use my wings to like launch myself backwards and up to the hole, and then Does release an 18 my 18 hit your AC. 18? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So you go flying towards this hole, and while you're flying to the towards this hole, you are hit by a flame, oh. and like she hurled a flame at you. More charred feathers. Mm. I'm gonna. And you them. take 19 points of fire damage. It burns, it burns. Still standing, Doug? <laughs> that yeah. sounds bad. <laughs> you going out the window then? Uh, <laughs> you expediting your flight out the window? <laughs> Damn straight I am. Do you stop at the window? Or at the hole? You no. said initially you were going to stop at the hole, but that's before you knew she was throwing fire at you. Do you stop at the hole then? No. Not chance. No, okay. I'm out. Good. I'm out. Good. You're out. She runs to the hole and throws flame out the hole at the two of you randomly. Not really trying to hit you. <laughs> Just trying to scare you away. And then if you could actually see her, she shrugs and goes back to observing <laughs> whatever she's observing through the telescope. Did Crixus get a good glimpse of the frog wizard through the hole? He saw her head, yeah. And uh and the fire come out and Jacob's suddenly falling. <laughs> yeah. And you panic for a moment until you realize he landed on the ground safely and Doug's <laughs> landing near Jacob with singed feathers. All you see is a s like a like a airline jet stream behind me of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Making make my way over to making my way downtown. Making my way. 
where uh, my <laughs> funny i don't even know if tom knows the reference that no, that I'm... is like on a level that <laughs> yeah he... they do that all the time on critical role tom oh, use that exact every... song make every time <laughs> every time someone says making my way and they've, if they've expanded it to anytime anyone says doing anything any certain way like uh you know walking my way or climbing my way or yeah um yeah so I'll, I'll i'll sneak my way around back to where Crixus is and uh to get my gear all right trying to avoid the uh telepathic figures a smoky doug and a um somewhat rattled jacob <laughs> show up Crixus. How was your experience, man? I've had better. As he's putting out the feathers. <laughs> I've had I've had better. I'll I'll explain what we saw and uh, the telescope. I'll kind of explain the telescope thing more to Valine because she might have an idea of what it is. Um, but and I will tell them the message from the that was Indraconic. Were you able to talk to the wizard before um, before she started to hurl the magic at you? Oh, there's um, no talking. I, I talked to her, but she just growled and hissed back. Oh. So. Not hospitable. No, and she won't before. be letting us in there anytime soon either. I would Did say you find that out? we could kind of steer clear of that tower from here on out, that would make me happy. Did you find out what is being held inside? Mm. It was loud and bangy. Indeed. Whatever it is seems very dangerous. Alright. So, we... Got another part to the message, to the to the saying, to the ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna take a second to look around the courtyard or where we're at, just to see if there's anything of like a building that we should be going into or checking or you know. In this courtyard, you're looking opposing ends. Two things grab your interest. Um, one. Y13 looks like it's some sort of um, shopping center market type place, bazaar. Uh, looking towards Y14, there are a bunch of silks hanging off the wall that draw your attention. Colorful silks, drapes on the building. I think we should get inside for a couple minutes and regroup. Let's go to the mall. I'm into it. Heading towards Y13, this large market sits at one end of this plaza. There's four broken towers leaning inward on it and faded pendants, pennants hang above the entrance. They're frozen stiff. A loud clatter that resounds from inside the hall. Peeking inside, um, there's a bunch of shelves and other items that are knocked over. There's an iron golem running around the inside of this place, 
trampling things and knocking things over and damaging the entire inside of this place. And you notice it is missing its head. Yeah, that's not disturbing at all. Make, make an intelligence check. I am not smart. Three. I got this. 23. 23. Um, Jacob, thinking back on it, you remember talking to uh, Iron Golem head earlier in the cave. Like, you think, that, you think this might be the head that, the body that belonged to that head. I mean, the head that was like 30, 20 feet tall or 10, 10, it was huge. It was 10 feet tall, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this Point is once the, for yes, twice for no. Yeah, that. Yeah, head. this yep. is okay. So this is a huge. I mean, this is iron. This is like this is a twenty foot tall headless golem. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, I don't think that head's gonna fit through the tunnels to get here. So. Um. Is is there anything in here that looks uh, like we might need? No, unless you want some garbage. Everything yeah. is smashed in here. There doesn't okay. look like anything. Some of it might have been of value when it was one piece, but now most things are like hundreds of mm. pieces. I'm going to back out and say, well, maybe let's try the other building. Yeah. So I'm going to head down to the Silk Banner area. You head down to Y14. This uh, there are silken drapes that hang from the walls of the storefront, um, and the surfaces are swirling with like illusion images of dragon's fire and twinkling star fields. Um, there's another group of these emotionless figures standing guard. Um, they look like frozen statues, though. They don't seem to be active or moving. I wonder if they're like the frozen statues that weren't really frozen at the other place. Or, does, they, or do they have like the sheen of ice around them? These ones, well, they look like the ones from the other place, but they aren't moving. And they're These are the ones that were equipped with the crossbows that shot at you. Mm -hmm. But they don't seem to react to you approaching at all. I'm going to just kind of look at them very warily and go to the front door. Yeah, they don't seem to move at all. This large archway in front of you uh, has some silks hanging just at the top of it, but you're easily able to walk underneath them and into the main store where there are several silks hanging, long silk drapes, cloaks, other things made of silk and illusion hanging on the walls. At the peak of this dome, there are four phase spiders sitting in the rafters. Um, they seem non-threatening. They're sitting there. Uh, there are five of the um, magen that like shot the lightning at you, just watching over the rest of the the silks and stuff and merchandise. There are tables laid out. Um, there is a in the center of it. There are crystal mannequins draped in 
silk robes and stuff. Um, and they encircle an empty pedestal. There's stairs leading up to that pedestal. Are they guarding the pedestal, or are they just guarding everything? They're just watching over. They move around the, about the store, looking at stuff, setting stuff in order. They look like shopkeepers guarding this. And area. the whole place is nothing but drapery? Drapery and silk um, yeah. cloaks and scarves. and Anything that you could make out of silk is hanging all over the place here. And there's long, beautiful dresses. Um, a lot of them have like flame images at the bottom that it's like illusory flame that kind of like the bottom of it is burning but it's not actually burning it's an illusion or a star field that moves as you move around it um, one of them's got clouds that roll past may I one please cast detect magic to look for some that's cool magic, detect magic this whole place lights up in illusionary magic all these robes are illusion illusion enchanted silk robes are there any robes that have what seems like more than illusory magic? Something that might be more beneficial to our quest? Something more powerful no. than um, that? There is um, there is illusory magic on the pedestal as well. Um, but nothing beyond illusions. Illusions and silk is... You get the idea that this might have been some sort of... Uh, shop where they bought robes and fancy robes and tried to one up each other with the illusions on the robes. And Do you said there's a there's a pedestal. Is there anything on the pedestal? No, it actually more looks of a... like it's designed for standing on, like oh, showing off, like, modeling, like showing off or modeling, or maybe like a, how you'd stand to have your measurements taken. Mm. Stand up on a little stool like that. It looks like something like that. Does anybody need a new cloak? My question is, does any do any of the cloaks look like they would be useful as camouflage? Uh, yeah, there's one that's like a woodlands. Um, there's one that is literally like got a snowstorm illusion blowing over it. Anything you can think of that you would see is all over the place here. Some look like rippling shadows. How how much are these cloaks? No one responds to you. They just, I am there. I am gonna go to the snow one and pick it up and kind of look around. Like that draws the attention of two of the mage near you. They both take interest in you immediately. I am going to hold it up and say, how much? And they, they shake their head. Uh, do, do you take uh, trade? Doesn't seem they like shake their head. Common. One of them hey, uh, at the pedestal. Yeah. Doug, I think you need to be fitted for it first. All right. I'm going to point to the drapery and then point to the pedestal and then go like, huh? 
they the one points to the to the drapery and then points to the table and then points at you and points to the pedestal. All right, so I'm gonna put it down and I'm gonna go up to the pedestal. Okay, the second you step on the pedestal, an illusion. <laughs> I get jettisoned into space. Appears in front of you. It's a magnificently dressed human. And he flickers to life. And he says, "Hello, I am Silksmith Mixel. What would you be liking today?" And as he's talking, the phase spiders slowly drop down from the ceiling and start taking your measurements. They start measuring your wings and your inseam and your arm length and your chest circumference nice. and your your head. And uh, he says, any illusion you like in a cloak is available to you. You just need tell me what you like and we shall provide. I, I am quite fond of the snow illusion. Um, can you make it look like snow drips? Yeah, absolutely. Imagine exactly what you want it to look like. Think about that in your mind. And as he's talking, uh, Valine and uh, Jacob and Crixus, you see these um, phase spiders start spinning this silken gown. And it they make this perfectly fitting cloak. It's got reliefs for his wings and a hood that comes up and the entire thing is woven with illusions of the snow uh, illusion that Doug is thinking of as they're piecing this together. The whole process takes about 10 minutes. When they're done, he is draped in this beautiful silk illusory garment. And they pull up into the sky. Nice. Hey, spoiler alert for the DM. Uh, when I created my character, I never allotted for any type of gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I would have, I mean, being an adventurer, I would have money and cash and gold, but I just never. <laughs> the silksmith looks at you and says, are you pleased with your design? It I love it. Fantastic. It is glorious work. Good day, then. And he nods and slowly disappears. Wow. Hmm. Alright, I'm gonna get down off the pedestal. Yep. No one does anything. <laughs> A couple of them look at you and then go back to laying about. Wow. You notice one of them has folded the um, one robe that you had picked up with the clouds on it. Rixus is gonna look at Jacob like are you next? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good. I'm good. Don't you think you would like to have something, if not for now, for after this adventure? Don't you think something woodland or something to help you with? Well, you your... guys are discussing this. Valina's walked up on the pedestal. Nice. <laughs> and uh, she. Uh, he introduces himself again. It's a it, you can tell it's a like a running programmed magic, and the spiders come down and take all her measurements, and she, as it's being woven up on her, you notice it. It's almost 
an icy urban camouflage type pattern that she thinks of. You see like the edges of the building. She's been thinking about the structures and the towers and the different brick you're seeing around this place and ice and frozen and stuff like that. And that her whole robe just kind of gently shimmers with that. And after the 10 minutes she steps down, she says, oh, there, that might help me hide a little better. And she pulls the hood up. She's so just, you guys both get one. If you can. I mean, Crixus stands firm with his cloak of billowing, and it just... just billows behind him, and he says, Oh, I am good. Fair enough. Jacob? Oh, man. On the spot, what do I choose? Uh, sure, I'll go up there. <laughs> okay. What do you think of as... Alright, uh, Jacob, Jacob's gonna just start thinking of, um, you know, he does a lot of traveling in the woods, not a lot of need for camouflage, but he's picturing what would be good looking as kind of that, you know, the, the shadows of, you know, filtered trees, uh, in a, in a small grassy area where, you know, the, as the wind rustles the leaves, the shadows kind of move around. So not necessarily looking specifically for camouflage, but just for that kind of peaceful, quiet wood scene of a of a small clearing. As it's woven up, you'd see the shadows below you, and as they kind of blow gently, like in a breeze, and as it's built up towards the top of it, you get like a bush or leaves from a, some sort of like the underbrush of a forest and that's kind of gently blowing giving um reality to the shadows that are blowing below by your feet and when it's all done you pull the hood up and <laughs> valine's actually very impressed she's like you could probably disappear in the forests of the sword coast easily <laughs> enough cool I, as you guys, here's a question. Down. Yes. How many robes can I actually get? Ooh, that is an interesting question. You want to step on the pedal still again? I, I do. You step up onto the pedestal and you place one foot up there and the other foot up there. And we'll stop right there. Oh. <laughs> Intriguing. I, I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm and a, there it is. I'm a world traveler. It would help to have one in snow and one in like a rock, yeah, like a kidding, rock, right? you know. As long as the spiders don't shit on your dreams, literally. <laughs> I mean, isn't technically isn't that what? Isn't that what they did? Is? Yeah, <laughs> they basically shit your dreams. They just shit all over me. Oh yeah. <sighs> and then we're getting there. We're getting there, boys. What do we got? It was thirteen and fourteen. So we got. 11, 12, 9, 10. The more I think about it, the more maybe Crixus wants to see if they can turn his cloak of billowing into some kind of technicolor dream cloak. Dream cloak. <laughs> for, Crixus in the technicolor dream cloak. For the bard show, right? Yeah. Any dream. Yeah, just what we need. Like Jacob and I to be like blending into the surroundings and hiding, and then this big rainbow colored 
billowing cloak just strutting down the road. It's just coming out like colored uh, cloak. Like My Little Ponies, and you guys just kind of hiding in the background. Yeah. Oh man. So we got one, two, three, four, five. Debate. Six, seven, eight. Eight more places to explore. Nine, ten. Awesome. Ten. We skipped. We skipped a couple. Well, you've made your way around. Well. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Uh, Doug still has a friend, right? So. Yeah. There's still mm -hmm. a little. Um... Oh, can I get matching cloaks for my little friend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you're talking. Uh, so what do you right. have? You have one, eight, six, five, and three. Jeff, I know you've been keeping track. What was of that? that? You for the right of the arcane octed. You have one, eight, six, five, and three. And four. And four. We're missing two and seven. Awesome. Alright, alright, alright. Cool. We are working our way through this. Cool. Alright. Well, we are Two Nerds One Quest. We are here every Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. We will be back here next week, the following week. Uh, we will still be here, but minus uh, DMJC. So we will be doing probably one of our little side quests. So um, put that on your calendar. Oh, wait. I don't know. Oh, two two weeks from now is, I, is when you guys are all oh, gone. That's right. Yeah, I, I was think thinking it was May gone. yet. I was thinking we were so, still in May. Holy crap! Two yeah. weeks. So June fifth, we'll all be here. Yep. yep. June twelfth, we will all be off. Gone. Yep. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. I was thinking. Yep. I was thinking the other way around. And then the nineteenth is Father's Day. Do a Father's Day. Uh, I would be okay doing a Father's Day one. Uh, it's up to you. I'm good. Uh, Jeff and... Should be. Crixus? Uh, Jeff and Crixus. Jeff and Ryan. Um, <laughs> we, can, we can play it by ear and we can we can make something up on the fly if we need to. Fantasy becomes reality. Yeah. Uh -huh. Anyway. Exactly. We are here. 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Sundays. Uh, give us some support. Follow the channel if you are in chat. Hit that little like button. Uh, get notified when we go live. We love... Uh, seeing everybody here, uh, even if nobody talks, it's cool to, that we have you know people actually watching us do this. Uh, you know, we're not in it for the money; we're in it for the fun. Because, uh, quite frankly, if we weren't doing it here, we'd be yeah. doing it anyways. So, Fair. yeah. Uh, if you enjoy podcasts, this comes out in podcast form uh, through Patreon. That'll be in a couple hours. Otherwise, uh, tomorrow morning, the podcast will be available at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, free for everyone. The show is free. Doesn't cost you a thing. So all we ask is that you share it with other people. Let other people know that this is a thing and that you are enjoying it. Um, and if you're not enjoying it, tell people otherwise. You know, hey, I'm still liking it. Lie to them. Yeah, that's... What I'm gonna say, <laughs> pretend you like it. Um, yeah, that's all I got for today. My brain is kind of, mm -hmm. my bra my brain is on vacation mode because I know I don't have to work tomorrow. So, there's that. Perfect. Truth. Yeah. Truth. So for me, for Jeff, for Ryan, and for John, we'll catch you next week.
There we go. We got, got an empty chair going there. 